Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Right. The, this is the reason why we've not been on for a while. <laughs> Mason wanted to do a Leeds United special. I said no and refused to be on. A live podcast from Ellen Road. No, get off. The home of football. No. Um, no what? <laughs> no. <laughs> So if this is a, a brand new season like football, yeah, 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 the 2019-20 season of balls, it's a preview. It's the build-up. It's the pre-season. It is the pre-season. This is the pre-season friendlies of the 2019-20 balls podcast. I mean, can can I call them the 2019/20 uh, UEFA Europa League preliminary qualifying round of balls the podcast? I no idea what any of that means. Um, Right, season just gone. Uh, before we crack on with this season, yeah, uh, that it is upcoming. Uh-huh. Uh, let's let's go back to last season. Um, I want uh, thirty seconds on the clock. Thirty. Yeah, and you need to tell oh. me the key highlights oh. from the season just gone by. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Man City versus Liverpool. Who's going to win the title? Well, it was Man City on the final day of the season. Championship, Norwich City got promotion. Uh, My team, Huddersfield, got relegated to the championship. But I'm really happy because I love the championship. Sheffield United got promotion. Leeds missed out. (coughs) Sorry. Um, In uh, uh, Bolton had a miserable season. Bury had a miserable season but got promoted to League One. Sunderland missed out on the championship. Luton and Barnsley went up. I'm running out of time. That's it. Oh. Salford City. <laughs> Balls! Interesting point. Right, so there's there's been a video uh, that LA Galaxy posted from the Pride match. Yeah, US, it's a big thing over there, isn't it? Yeah. Why is that not in the Premier League? Well, they have rainbow laces and kick it out and... Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's just a little frustration of mine because we've got all that. Why not a Pride match? Have some guts. Do it. Well, they do. It's called rainbow laces. Right, well... Yeah, make it Football a match. versus homophobia. Yeah, but do you see uh, fans waving pride flags like they do in America? Do you see big teams wearing the pride kit like Altrincham did this season, which was fantastic, by the way? Okay, question for you. Yeah? Have you gone to a football match and waved the pride flag during Rainbow Laces game? No. Why not? Uh, well, for one, I don't even sing at home matches, <laughs> let alone wave flags. Uh, I just applaud things. But I, I'd be a bit worried. Be a bit scared. But if a supporters group started waving flags, I would feel more open to be waving flags and singing. Oh, steady. <laughs> okay. So for for once, I would love to see a Pride match. But that, I think your point in making it a Pride match, I think there's not much more than clubs can do. I think it's now in the hands of the supporters. It's yeah. now in the hands of you and 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 everyone that goes to the matches to to do something think about it right the premier league is shown in what over 150 countries in the world a lot of those countries gay rights aren't necessarily right right <laughs> yeah so if we had a couple of flags being waved at a match that's to do with pride and being proud of being lgbt that would send a message volumes you speak volumes. So, yeah, Robbie Rogers is a good guy. Yeah. So, you, you, you mentioned that he uh, hasn't been at the World Cup. Has any out gay footballer been at the World Cup? I would say yes, but we just don't know who they are. So, that's not an out gay footballer, then, is it? That's just a gay oh, footballer. Wait, yeah. 
<laughs> Oops. <laughs> I don't know what things mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there hasn't been one, which is a shame. I don't even think Justin Fashanu. I don't think he went, and it's a shame to see to see somebody as a gay man to see somebody out at the World Cup in the men's game because t- don't forget in the women's game there are so many out players of the women's game and it's it's beautiful to see it's not just good it's beautiful so when a gay man plays at the world cup that will be a beautiful moment in history it really will I feel like you're welling up uh <sighs> Tissues. <laughs> I'm going. Balls! Whilst uh, scrolling along Pride and Football on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that the non-league paper celebrates their 1,000th edition. I used to get that, you know. Did you? I really did. When I used to create football teams on a piece of paper. There we are. That kid. Um, I used to get the non-league paper. Uh, there'd be a team of the week in there. And I'd always pick out the best players and think, oh, I should sign them for X amount of money. Even though no no money was ever exchanged, and I remember because there <laughs> used to be some teams that don't exist on there anymore. Oh really? Like Kettering and Rushton and Diamonds. Remember them? No, no. no. Um, yeah, but in that uh, thousandth edition, yeah, uh, there was a lovely article about Luke Tufts. Okay, tell me about him. He's football's only openly gay coach or manager or whatever they're called Ooh. first team coach manager what, what are they called them these days bit of both gaffer usually gaffer, gaffer. He's, the, he's the only gay gaffer that's, that's got a ring to I it, like that it? I like that um, yeah so he, he's just spoken a little bit because I think he's just moved teams okay or something so he's spoken a little bit about that but uh, a little bit about you know being off the field becoming a bit of a role model for the LGBT community yeah so it's really good can we get him on yeah? I want to chat to him. Uh, yeah, he says it's good for visibility and awareness. Uh, I get a lot of calls and letters from people in the game who are gay, but are too scared to come out. For some, I'm the only person they've opened up to, and I see that as a huge honour. Hopefully seeing an openly gay coach get his first ma- manager's job will inspire others in the game to do likewise, as I know there are many more out there struggling to come to terms with it. What's it's incredible really is the fact that there are... take. Uh, Chris Wilder at Sheffield United, right? He used to be manager of Oxford United. Okay. Got them out of the conference in 2009. Next se- the, Well, this season coming, he's going to be a Premier League manager at Sheffield United. These things are starting to happen in this country. Given that Luke Tufts is 31 years old and managing a, what is it, Combined Counties Premier League side, Naphill, work your way up, you know? The more people that see who he's, who he's about, they're going to take a chance on him, especially if he's working wonders in the, in the lower leagues. It has to happen, and he could be in the Premier League one day, managing one of the greats. You never know. Oh, it gets me excited. <laughs> you can read the full article uh, from the non-league paper on, I, I suppose, their website and yeah. stuff. It's really good. It's their 1,000th um, edition as well, so give him a bit, give him a bit of love. Yeah. So we've spoken about uh, managers and coaches. Gay gaffers coming out with Luke Tufts. Hashtag gay gaffer. Uh, what about gay referees? Haha. <laughs> well, L- Ryan Atkin is actually uh, a bit of a, an idol of mine. I think I see him as a role role model, uh, and he's on the phone right now. Hi, Ryan. How are you? We good. Not bad, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, so uh, we just kind of want to talk about uh, you being an op- the first openly gay referee in the UK, which yeah. is just amazing. It's baffling <laughs> that it's, you're only the first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am very surprised about that, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think it just, 
it's one of those subjects that I think football still struggles to um, talk about, openly talk about. It's, it's, it's still quite taboo. I think um, mm. we're seeing massive advances in, in the sport um, around talking around LGBT. And I think, you know, if you look at other subjects within the sport, you know, in the last two years, mental health has played a massive part with footballers, you know, now opening up to, to the public um, around, you know, mental health issues. So I think there's lots there to talk about. It's just when people are ready to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, right, Ryan, take us back to the very start. So you started in, so you started refereeing or did you start as a lines person? No, so um, you, you are a referee, um, but the way the system used to work, you could be promoted, um, whether it be uh, on a centre base, which is obviously a referee, or as an assistant referee. Um, so I, I progressed as a referee and as an assistant referee, and I got promoted one level higher uh, as an assistant, um, and that's why I was operating on the Football League um, as an assistant referee. Right. You've been refereeing and uh, being an assistant for quite a few years now, and yep. um, you've, you've been at some very sort of high-level matches. You've been a referee in the Championship, right? Yeah, I've, um, I've been an assistant referee um, in the Championship League. Um, I've officiated at Brighton... Um, Ipswich, Leeds, uh, Bournemouth when they were in the championship, um, MK Dons, West Ham. Have you ever uh, done Millwall. Huddersfield? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know actually. I honestly, I may have done them away. I wouldn't have done them at home, but I may have done them away. Right. <laughs> um, so, what is that like? Because obviously, us on the terraces, we don't get to actually experience a high-level match. As an official, what's that actually like? Oh, it, it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, there's a big buzz that you get walking out because, you know, players are walking out um, to score goals and we're walking out um, to ensure, you know, a good game of football, um, you know, and hopefully get the right decisions. Um, but, you know, you certainly, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. You know, people, we don't just turn up and, and put on a, a kit and, and go out and referee. <laughs> there's a lot of work that um, goes into it. Um, a lot of practice, a lot of skill, which takes many years to, to home in on. And, yeah, when you when you walk out onto that pitch, there is a, there is a big buzz. And, you know, you are part of the game. Um, it can't happen without you, unfortunately. Um, and so, you're, you know, you're integral to, to the game. And I think now more than ever, ever, I think what we're seeing is is the refereeing fraternity opening itself up more. Um, you know, there's documentaries on Sky and other channels around. You know, what it takes to be a referee and, and what goes into it. And I think more and more people are seeing the human side to referees, not just an individual in the kit. So, so it's obviously a, a, a big a big part of football is the referees. There's thousands of words thrown at you all the time. Um, but what was it like? all those years building up your career and being in that closet, was it always something you thought, I'm definitely coming out in my career? I didn't think of it at the time. Um, and I didn't want it to define me. Um, I, you know, I wanted to progress within the sport on, on hopefully, you know, my skill base. And, and it's like anything, you know, as referees, we can have um, bad seasons or, or bad games, no different to, to players and stuff. And I've certainly... Um, had a couple of games where you know I could have done better or I've made the wrong calls, but it was something that I I didn't think about early on, and it was only I think it was only when um, I got 
demoted because I had a poor season um, and then worked really hard and, and got promoted back to the level I was. Um, that I thought that I wasn't going to allow my sexuality to uh, damper or to hinder um, you know, my mental health and, and, and where I wanted to, to, to push in football. And uh, I just thought it was the right time. The Rainbow Laces campaign um, had sort of just really started to really get going. And that, I just thought, well, maybe it is the time. You know, football has started to embrace embrace the change. And I thought, well, you know, what a better time now to do it. And uh, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing fantastic campaigns, not only the uh, Stonewall Rainbow Laces, but we're seeing the football versus homophobia. We're seeing a number of um, football clubs now having LGBT plus um, fan groups, which is absolutely amazing um, to see all up, up and down the country. And it is, you know, it's keeping it's keeping people talking about the subject um, because it is important. And you know, you should be able to be who who and what you want to be um, in sport, uh, not just football, but sport uh, across the board. Mm. Um, and I think um, when people can't be who they want to be, and that goes from spectators all the way down to players, managers, referees, when you can't be who you want to be, one, you don't enjoy life, and two. I personally don't believe that you are the best that you can be um, because you're always keeping something back. Um, and for me, being you know being open about myself and accepting myself and the sport accepting who I am um, has certainly allowed me to flourish. Um, you know the relationship I have with players. I'm not having to think about what I'm saying. I don't second guess myself. Um, and I think you know to be a good referee, you've got to you know you've got to have that personality and you've got to be able to to communicate and talk to players and if you're holding holding yourself back um then you're not really giving you the true you um and you're constantly thinking about what you said or how you should act rather than just being you and being a good hopefully a good referee so you didn't want it to define you but it's i suppose helped you in a way oh certainly um you know i don't i don't have to hide anymore of who i am I don't have to lie in the changing rooms when discussing um, what I'm potentially doing at the weekend or a partner. I don't have to think about what I'm saying to individuals. I can now comfortably, um, in an open forum, talk about um, potentially going out you know, to, to, to a gay bar or a club, uh, whereas before I would always have to change the name of where I was going. Um, I suppose, going back to your question, I suppose it has defined me because I am the first person to come out um, yeah. as gay in the professional game. But what has been really positive is, you know, there's been no change how people treat me or talk to me. Um, and, you know, I hope that if and if, and I say if and hopefully when, you know, I, I progress slightly further up, that, you know, it will be Ryan Atkin the referee, not Ryan Atkin the gay referee. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think we can see with Nigel Owen that actually it's Nigel Owen, the referee, who happens to be gay. And that's, that's what I would like for myself in the future. Um, but at the moment, I'm quite happy to talk about um, being gay in the professional game because there is nobody else at the moment um, who's publicly out. Um, and so, you know, if there isn't, then there's no discussion points. And I think it's really important to keep, keep the momentum going of where we're, where we're going in football specifically um, and driving change.
Have um have you seen a change since you've come out within like players and, and other officials within the game? Have you seen a, a positive or a negative effect with them? I would I would have to say a, a definitely a positive um a positive change. Um I think attitudes are changing. I think people are feeling more comfortable to discuss um sexuality within um sports and specifically football. Um I think we've seen a number of um, the governing bodies and organisations involved in the sport really start to attempt, and I say attempt, to tackle this head-on. I think um, they are quite uh, unsure of how how to how to tackle it and what to do and how delicately try to to tread um, with with the fans and with you know because we've got to remember football has been this sport and it's you know it hasn't really changed in all the years that it's been around. And now, probably in the last 10 years, football's gone through a massive change and is constantly changing now. And I think it's, um, it's an exciting times for football. But from an LGBT, LGBT plus point of view, I think it's, it's really important that when football begins to change, it also ensures that it is a game for all. So with you being the first uh, official to be open about yourself and there's been a couple of players across the years that have, do you think the environment is right now for other people if they are um, within that community? Do you think it's right for them to be open about themselves? Um, yes, I think I think um, the, the atmosphere and the education that is going into football and the awareness now of, the, of different campaigns that are taking place I think you know it is it is a good atmosphere if people um, feel that they publicly want to to identify and, and to um, come out around their sexuality. Um, but you know, I always say to people, footballers are very um, private individuals. Unless mm. you know, unless um, it's something to do with football, we don't really see them in the media. We don't really know too much about them, um, and and potentially that's how a lot of people. You know, like to operate or like to be in, in the sport. So I think it's you know for that for that individual that feels that they they want to come out um, and they want to you know to publicly come out and and, and things. I think um, you know it's, it's going to be a, a big change for them, especially when potentially they are quite a private person. Yeah. Um. What's the future for you then, Ryan? The future for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big question. <laughs> yeah. Big question. Um. I think for me, it's to work hard. Um, I've got a great uh, referee coach at the moment um, who's working with me um, to develop me and and to develop me further, so that hopefully you know I can in the next couple of seasons um, push through the promotion system um, and look to obviously officiate um, in the um, panel national game, but also obviously the football league, and that's that's the biggest aim for me is, is to to get to the football league. Um, and go from there, really. So the short-term plan is, is, is or goal should be to, to get to the Football League as a referee rather than as assistant referee. Let's go to like the flip reverse. Before you were officiating, what was like? What was it like being a gay fan for you? What was that experience like? Um, it's odd because you you are watching sport or you're watching football, you know, specifically, and you don't see yourself we don't identify with anyone there um and you know you take the sport in itself uh, and it's a great game you know go to the pub watch it at home wherever you watch it with friends on your own 
and you know you get immersed in the game and, and you know and you're up and down and oh I missed the goal you know and then you take a step back from it and then you you sort of think well there must be gay people in in, in football where are they and if you think you know I'm now 33 and I've watched football you know for the last well, I don't know 25 years um, and for all that time, there hasn't really been anybody um, out in the game. I mean, obviously, apart from um, uh, Justin, who obviously, uh, you know, sadly um, felt that he had to take his own life, um, there hasn't been anybody else. So, I think um, it, I think it's different. And I think when we when you talk to people now who are LGBT, who are fans, they look at the game differently to how potentially people did many years ago. Um, and but that's that's for me that's one of the biggest um, positives that that's come out of recent campaigns and mm. and things like what you're doing with podcasts and um, people talking about LGBT in sport because it will just become what I would call everyday yeah. discussions and it, what we won't need unfortunately you know that may mean that certain um, charities and things will no no longer continue but. For me, the day that um, LGBT is just the everyday conversation, or not even a conversation, it is just what it is, um, for me, will be the proudest day. And I hope that football can make massive um, advancements in that area um, because it's got the sponsorship, it's got the funding, it's got some really intelligent um, and driven people uh, in the organisations that can make a difference. So for me, it's for them now to to make that difference within the game. Fantastic. Uh, you are seriously uh, an icon at the moment, <laughs> I think. Um, as a, as a, a massive football fan, um, I do see you as, as an icon because, you know, the UK's only open referee. It's it's just incredible to think. I mean, I, I wasn't alive when Justin Fashionu was, was playing football and was openly gay, so this is sort of the next person i don't know i can't, can't quite describe it but yeah you're just an icon it, yeah oh, thank you I, yeah, I always go a little bit red when people say that um I, you know because for me it, it's about um it's about trying to change the game in, in in the best way possible and everybody actually can change the game it's not just me it's, it's everybody um it's just that one little thought or that one little comment um which which can make a big difference and just for people to open their minds a bit more, especially from the terraces. Just think about what, what you're saying, um, you know, before you say it. Um, you know, and I think for me, that, that's big. Everybody can change the game and it needs everybody to change the game. Um, you know, being a referee, obviously, is slightly different. Um, and I think, you know, a bigger impact would help the cause if it was a player, because obviously, you know, players are, are the celebrities. They are the, 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 the reasons why people go and watch football. Um, and so for me, you know, I will continue to do as much as I can from my um, position as a, as a referee. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, in, in seasons to come, uh, and or maybe this season, who knows, you know, somebody who is a player or potentially an upcoming player in an academy um, may decide to, to, to publicly come out or be open about their sexuality. And I think there's a big difference there about mm. being open about their sexuality and people just knowing within football or whatever. And then there's the whole public, public you know, um, sort of similar to what I did around the news and, and things like that. Um, but I hope, you know, for me, I hope um, in the next 
se- couple of seasons that we do have some more people that identify as LGBT. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Um, listen, Ryan, thank you so much for chatting to us today. No, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. And, um, yeah, you are an, I- an icon. <laughs> he's fangirling, he's fangirling. I am a little bit, I am. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan. Have a good weekend. And yourselves. All the best, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is a little jingle to fill space between times when we're talking, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. Balls! Not sure if you saw this. Uh, Andy Brennan uh, is, uh, is another person to have came out. They, hey. uh, they are a footballer. He's a winger. I think that means Ooh. he plays at the sides, doesn't he? A winner or a wigger? A wigger. Um, he plays on the sides of a pitch yes. um, for Green Gully. <laughs> he just plays on the sides. He will never, ever move in towards the midfield. What? No, actually, that's a lie. He's he's a, he's a side person and a middle front person. Uh, he's a winger and striker. Mason, don't Green become Gully. a football manager, no. please. Okay. Uh, I think I could do a good job. No. Yeah, play, kick it. Goal. Um, <laughs> he's the first openly gay Australian male football player. Very good. Uh, really, really good. Posted a picture of himself on Instagram um, and it says, It's taken me years to get comfortable saying this. I'm gay. I was scared it would affect my friendships, my teammates and my family, but the support of the people around me has been so great and helped me get to the final step, being completely open. It's amazing. Being open is the best way for me to feel most comfortable and be myself. So carry on. And hashtag, I don't know what this is, is how are you going? Is that right? Uh, yeah, is that what the Australians say for how are you going? How are you doing? You all right? How are you going? How are you going? No idea. But well done, Andy. That's so good. Yeah. Andy, welcome. Thank thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for being so yeah. open. I know he's not listening, but thank you regardless. Oh, balls. So I want to take you back, Connor. Uh, when? So when we first started this podcast, it was with the World Cup when when the uh, men's England squad were bringing it home and they let us all down. Hashtag um, Slybed and Stones. And we were we, we made some predictions at who we thought would win the World Cup. Yes. So I want to do the same now. Wait, uh, can as, we just go back to who you said? No, I'll come to that in a second. Okay. I want to uh, predict who are going to be the winners of the Premiership, the yep. Championship, League One and League Two, and also the runners-up of each of those leagues as well. Okay. So just uh, place number one and number two. Can we do the National League later? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> hey, do not forget about the National League. No, no, no. Non-league is bloody brilliant. Just saying. Okay, but I just want to do this. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I have done a little bit better uh, this time round, because what I have done is I've got up a list of people actually participating, ah. uh, because, you know... In the World Cup predictions, who did I put? Is it uh, Norway? Yeah. I put Norway. They weren't in it, were they? No, they no. didn't qualify. No, so I was going to make sure they, that, they, um, <laughs> that the people I chose were definitely uh, going to be... Uh, <laughs> Uzbekistan to win League One. It's yeah, not going to happen, right. is it? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've got the list up of all the tables. There's a lot of words here. I'm getting confused. So okay. here is a golden envelope. Ooh. You know, gold for winning and stuff. I feel like Dale Winter. They don't give God away medals. They don't give away medals in football, do they? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Each player gets a medal. Oh, I'm And then more. they all lift the trophy at the same time. Oh, that's good. There you go. Right. So we just need to predict who is going to win. Yep. And who was going to be the runner-up of each league? Okay, okay, Down okay. I've got, seconds. I've got my predictions there. Uh, we'll reveal them um, after we know the winners of all the leagues. 
What next okay. to me? Yes. So we, I'm going to keep these in a in a lock and safe. Um, okay. I'm going to have to go out and get a safe um, <laughs> to make sure we don't lose them. Uh, my predictions all signed, sealed and delivered. Uh, my winning predictions for the 2019-2020 Football League season. By the way, because I'm still writing them down. Yeah. We're doing first and second in the champion uh, in League Two, aren't we? Because there's three yes. automatic spots. Hey, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just the top what? two. I feel sorry for him now. <laughs> Third place. Never mind. Don't matter. They get a bronze medal. Bronze. Great. <laughs> and then a playoff winner. Yeah. Gets a trophy, which still doesn't make sense. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who's going to win the championship? Hmm. There can only be one team, surely. You can't give away who you're predicting. I'm not. I said nothing. <laughs> I say nothing. Balls. That's it. We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Send us who you think is going to win all of them on our website. Head over there, ballspodcast.co.uk. Uh, let us know who you think is going to be the winner of the Premiership, the Championship, the League One, League One, and League Two. Uh, thank you very much for listening, Connor. Anything you want to add? Yeah. If you've got uh, anything else you want to get featured on the podcast, maybe you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Maybe you've got something, some big event that's happening soon. Let us know. Ballsapodcast.co.uk is our website. We've also got a Twitter page and an Instagram page because I've got a promotion and I'm in charge of them now. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just search for us on those uh, social media things. Thank you. ta Cock. What? Cock. Because I've just moved house and everyone around my area says cock now. <laughs> <It's> brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, cock. Thank you, cock. Mm-hmm. <laughs>